Oompa Loompa Doompa Dee Dee. If you're tagged, you'll be a zombie. <laughs> Welcome to Detroit Dart Talk. <laughs> that wasn't too bad. <laughs> Oh, Mike's going to be sad that he didn't think about that himself. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we are going to finish up our recap of uh, the Chocolate Factory, Grove City's uh, second ever Invitational, um, which had a uh, very good showing and some celebrity uh, uh, attendance and and whatnot. but first, Are we we'll... the celebrities? <laughs> I was referring to more like Maritime Foam and Captain Xavier. No, and, it's, it's us. And France Foamworks and Containment Crew. Uh, but we didn't do a booth. We didn't We didn't have our celebrity presence. We were just there playing. You know, I'm kind of happy we didn't do a booth. I think it would, just would have been too much. Yeah. Well, we still had our especially, celebrity presence. We, especially because we had like no room. Yeah, we could have. Yeah. If there had been room for us to do a table, we could have just thrown the uh, um, the tablecloth out and had like some postcards yeah. and stuff out and just use that as our home base because that's that's essentially all like Xavier did. Anyways, yeah, he really did just bring a home base. Yeah, um, I I know he was showing off some of his um, his toys and stuff though. All right, so letters to the host um, are. Patreons have voted. Um, let's see here. Um, the one with the most comes from Junior Seven, uh, and his question is: What is your favorite fun blaster that isn't competitive or really good, but makes you smile when you use it? Easy, Rev Reaper. I knew that's what you were gonna say. Easy pick. Anyone that says not the Rev Reaper is wrong. Uh, well, since Tom picked the Rev Reaper, you you can say Rev Reaper too. I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna say Rev Reaper, and I'm also gonna say Boom Dozer, and really any of the Mega XL. Like they're just fun. It's so fun to send a giant blue dart in someone's face. Yeah. Hey, did we did we mention that Buff was running a Boom Dozer for half the mission? He, yeah, he was. I I think yeah, yeah we did. Pretty, we did he did a good job. Yeah. Um. My answer is going to be the speed load six. I've only ever really want run it once or twice. Um, because the first one I had, I kind of botched modding and it performs worse now, but I do have a second one that I haven't even ever opened up. Uh, I'd, I'd love to try and make a direct plunger at some point, but, um, I just like being able to top up on the side. It's, it's fun. Um, and it, it runs the, um, the adventure force waffles pretty darn good even though they don't have the the thicker head but i just it's a neat it's a it's a nice uh little uh form factor kind of reminds me of like a um you know like a sci-fi tv series uh sidearm that somebody might carry um i just i've always had fun playing around with that so um all right where where do we want to pick this back up? Do we want to recap Mission 3 at all? Uh, or the beginning of Mission 3, or do we want to pick up pretty much right where we left off? I think like a very, very quick recap of the beginning, okay. but like not with any discussion. So Mission 3 started off with uh, Cody going all Captain My Captain and getting up on a chair and and uh, inspiring the human forces into... Uh, uh, neat and orderly um, 
objective groups. And so then some of the humans went out to stand on pressure plates. A uh, smaller contingent of humans went up to um, defend. Uh, and I apologize. It's Wilhelmina. No, Wilfred. God bless it. I was Wilifred. It's Wilifred Walnut. I was calling her Wilhelmina last episode, and it's Wilifred Walnut. Um, so a small contingent of us went up to defend Wilifred Walnut, while the larger forces um, stayed down by the pressure plates, uh, which it was a ten-minute hold. And I think while this was going on, like Xavier's crew actually started to go out and scout for the next part that we're about to get to. Cause I don't remember Xavier's crew being down on the pressure plates and they definitely weren't with us. Yeah. There were one or two groups that immediately went to find the second part to be ready. Yeah. Uh, and the second part was once they had completed the pressure plate hole, which was starting a ritual um, to free Wilfred Walnut from whatever curse or zombie bite or whatever had affected her. Um, then teams had to spread out onto, you know, throughout campus and find four ingredients. There was milk, flour, um, sugar, and eggs. Um, and these were actual like well done props, like they were painted and, and like properly shaped and everything it was really cool. Um, but those were hidden around campus. And if I remember correctly, they had to hold to collect those. They had to hold them for like five minutes or something. Yeah. Yep. Five minutes. So they, either three or five. Is yeah. One. So they had to find the ingredient hidden somewhere in campus, hold on it, and then get it back to the steps where we had been holding, protecting uh, Williford Walnut. Well, while that's all going on, the zombie forces, because while we were holding during the pressure plate hold, we had a very small contingent of zombies, but once the pressure plate hold was over, we picked up quite a bit of zombies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the heat had been turned up quite a bit while this is going on. And then there were some zombies out, um, you know, trying to hinder the human forces collecting the ingredients. But then as the ingredients kept coming in, we then had more and more. Um, so... At that point, we had the Banshee special and the Charger special, and we were starting to get volatile specials to come in. So just to quickly recap, the the Banshee was a zombie sock ninja. Uh, could pick up your socks, throw them back, and you had a stash of his own socks, uh, but was susceptible to regular ammo. And the Charger, um, once it became uh, unstunned, would charge in a direct line, and then once the charge was over, became a regular zombie, so you still had to tag him after his, his uh, charge was over. And then volatiles were only susceptible to uh, medium or heavy ammo, which if uh, you guys don't remember, medium is mega and socks, and mega uh, uh, and heavy is mega XL and rockets. So we had to use, you know, a lot of people were using socks, which was then giving the Banshee more ammo. Um so we're dealing with this while the smaller teams are out looking for the um, uh, the ingredients. And I think we found the first one relatively quickly, right? Yeah, one. Of, it was about like six minutes after the hold had ended, the main hold, because they were already there waiting to start the hold immediately. Right, right. And then they ran back to us to turn it in. 
So we got one pretty quickly. And then it seemed like a long time passed before we found another one or before another one came in. So I don't know if they had trouble finding it or if uh, the hold kept getting broken. Uh, but it seemed like a while before we had anything else happen other than just us holding the line. Uh, and then almost immediately we had ingredients two and three come in. And so then we were just waiting on ingredient four. And I'm pretty sure that is when I got turned, was waiting for ingredient four. Um, and what I remember was like a zombie coming up from the side and and like passing up people standing next to me and getting me but i'm being told that i may be misremembering um because i thought it was when gaslight the... tim gaslight tim <laughs> shut up <laughs> i was i was remembering it uh happening because uh alex's honk shot died but that apparently happened earlier yeah i don't remember you getting tagged like that is not something that was in the moment that I saw, I think. All right. I know it but, happened right around the time that, like in between the third and the fourth, because I remember being a human when the second and third ones both came in. And I'm pretty sure by the time the fourth one came through, I was out dropping my gear and turning my, or putting my headband on or my bandana on as it uh, onto my head. And that was around the time that my blaster died, but I don't remember, like, my blaster died during a charge that wasn't a major charge. Oh, you know what? No, I th I remember what happened. So um, at one point during the ingredients, that's when uh, Josh France came over and he was dual wielding pew pews. And so we were kind of, you know, picking at the, the Banshee and, and picking at other zombies. And I think a zombie kind of snuck up behind us and got me. Uh, I think that's what happened. Okay kind of from the side, you know, where those bushes were at the corner of the building. Yeah. Because that's, that's around, I think it must have been right after that or right around that was when my Mayfly with the honk shot head on it jammed and motor smoked. Um, so I put it down and decided to go full Sockin engine and made a terrible, terrible <laughs> lapse of judgment because Josh France was standing next to me, so it must have been after you got tagged. And he saw that I had no blaster, and he hands me, or goes to hand me, one of the two pew-pews. Oh. And I just, in my head, was like, no, I'm a socket engine now. <laughs> so I, it was a nice I, life. <laughs> yeah. And so I told him no thank you. And then, like, after that mission, I was just like, I just want to smack myself. That's, like... I could have I could have been using a pew pew this whole time, yeah. but no. Instead, I had like I had a socks all over my vest and I had socks on my pauldron, and so I just told him, "No, I'm good. Just reload off of my rig." And so for the rest of that mission until I got turned, he was just reaching over and grabbing mags straight off of my chest while I was tagging zombies with socks. Nice, because I know that he was he was a pretty light loadout. He just grabbed a uh, a belt with a big dump pouch. Oh yeah, um, he was out of ammo in like two charges. Yeah, yeah, because he was dumping about as much as I was um, at the Banshee, and it's easy to do when you've got two full auto you know, yeah. pistols the size of a candy bar. <laughs> um, so the humans did get all four ingredients, and they finished their hold. Um, and we wrapped at that point. 
uh, right? Or was there another part to that? Well, mission? there were there was a final hold. Okay. Oh, to assemble all the ingredients, right? Yeah, and that was just basically like a bunch of zombie charges. Yeah, and that's where I got turned. Uh, I, actually, I think they brought the a boomer charge. in at that point, right? Uh, yeah, there was everything. They had yeah. everything there. Um, no, it, one, it was one of the final, it was literally the final charge of the zombies. Um, I was getting complacent cause we'd kind of had everything pretty, pretty handy, uh, the whole time. And I was in a rhythm and I, I think I got distracted by the ingredient stuff and then the charge happened and the charger came in and I didn't move as soon as I had been. And there was someone next to me, and I just had this moment of, like, I don't want to shove someone down. Like, that's rule number one. So I took the step I could take without, like, running into my teammates and got a full hand tag right on my shoulder, just within reach of the charger. So, But you know what? At that point of the day, I was getting pretty tired. I had been lugging gear around. I was kind of ready to be a zombie. Yeah, like I was happy with where I turned. Um, yeah, know, it. Uh, I was already kind of thinking about it because, um, like we, you know, talked about in the last episode, they were going into mission three. The zombies were very thin, um, and Mike did a great job of um, balancing on the fly, um, and to get the the kill count up during this mission and it, it worked. It wasn't a absolute bloodbath. Like the humans held well throughout most of mission three. And it was just a very slow attrition where they got a good number of kills throughout this mission because there was so much going on. Yeah. It never felt like we as humans were overwhelmed at any point, at least for, I mean, just our part of the mission, but it seemed like our side was holding its own, but then, like you said, just one, two at a time, we're getting picked off at the different holds, and that adds up pretty quick. Yeah, I would be interested to know how the humans that were out gathering the four ingredients felt. Um, yeah. Because that's really the only part of this mission we don't have some insight on. Um, clearly, we know that Captain Xavier did that. I wonder if he'll do a video talking about uh, his experience, um, at some point. So I, I'd, I'd be interested to know how that went. Yeah. Um, so I know after mission three was over, I know we did a huge dart sweep and then is that when we broke for dinner or did we go right into mission four? I think we broke for dinner at that point. I think we broke for dinner then. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we went over to the, uh, the outlets and had, uh, food at the, the food court there uh, came back and then got ready for mission four, which was another hold mission. Uh, there were a lot of holds this game, uh, but there's a lot of good spots on their campus for holds. Uh, this was on at a different spot. So mission four started out as a zombie hold. If I remember correctly, we were defending the doors. Yeah. It, so it was, presented to us like we were going to defend the doors or no respawn at the doors of the building and then like attack this rock this giant boulder that was in the center of a courtyard there were pressure plates 
they had to get yes. a person on each pressure plate. And then once they did that, then they had to defend the doors that we were respawning off of. That's what yes. it was. And there was some confusion. I remember this pretty clearly because I asked Mike about it afterwards that we as zombies were really told, don't, don't go over to the rock. Like don't go guard it before the humans get there. And so once the humans arrived, they kind of just stepped on the pressure plates. Like we had a few seconds to try and do something. And apparently that was by design. Um, it just, the zombies were not under the impression that was by design. Uh, but after the fact, Mike said, oh no, they were, they were supposed to pretty much get to the rock uncontested. The main point of mission four was for the humans to hold the doors. Ah, okay. And then the building we're talking about, if anybody is, is following along is the Hoyt hall of engineering. Um, if you look the little like, um, green, that's, uh, just North of Hoyt. There's a, uh, a big boulder in the middle of that like little courtyard area. And that's what we were talking about. The zombies were respawning off of that. And then we also had a boomer. And then at one point, um, we also got a, uh, was he a plague doctor or a voodoo? Do I witch forget doctor. which doctor witch they were calling doctor. a witch doctor, which basically was a, a dance zombie. So he would dance and then all the other zombies would dance and then they would respawn off of him. So basically another boomer with just a slightly tweaked mechanic. Um, but they wouldn't let him get close. Like I was like, come on, move up, move up. And he's like, no, they won't let me. Yeah, um, and I think he only danced once. Uh, yeah, I think you did it like twice. But I danced with him really... at least twice. And I know there was a couple okay. of times I didn't make it to him. He just, he wasn't dancing as often as the boomer was no. booming. Gotcha. Um, he also, would... Tommy was a great boomer. Like, yeah, great boomer for the entire like weekend. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, but yeah, mission four was super interesting, and I want to hear from Tom's point of view because you were the you were the human still. Yeah, and from what we I remember us talking about, we had like completely different takes on that mission from the zombie side and the human side. So I think both sides can agree that that mission was a mess, and I think it was just miscommunication between the mods. I, um, yeah, and I th I think that miscommunication led to zombies making, I I don't want to say dangerous and I don't want to say risky, um, negligent plays. You're talking about the bush zombie. There there were a few zombies where like they're making these like wild dives and like getting hurt from it, and it's just like and then there's like oh well you shouldn't have been doing that like you shouldn't have put that in the way it's just like you shouldn't have done that dive. <laughs> so like well. Let's let's tell everyone what the point of the mission was. So, yeah, once the humans arrived and activated the pressure plates, basically the zombies were all stunned and the humans were able to go to the doors, which had been our previous respawn point, which was never really used. Um, and there was a pressure plate, a singular pressure plate in front of the door. And at that point, the humans had to hold for. I don't remember how long it was, however long to the I mission I think it was like 15 minutes or something. Yeah. And the zombie victory condition was if a zombie touches the pressure plate, like that, then the zombies win that mission. So pretty difficult for the zombies. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely meant to be a, um, stalemate. You know, it was meant yeah. to be a, a slow burn attrition 
wear out the humans, wear out the zombies. Um, it wore us out. <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, you know, cause so Dan was a zombie at this point as well. So Dan, Alex and I were all running shields. Um, so we were trying to, you know, do shield Valnix formation tactics and stuff. And, um, which by the way, was terrifying to be on the human side. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I felt like we were very ineffective beyond like a few attempts where I felt like, oh, I kind of got close. Yeah. Oh no, you, it was, it was honestly terrifying. Good. See, and that's what I'm talking about. Completely different takes on the mission, yeah. depending on what side you were on. I know that, um, I forget who it was, but somebody thought they had gotten in and gotten the pressure plate, but there was a bunch of like clutter and, and like, um, like moderator gear and props and stuff that had kind of been dropped right in the way of the pressure plate. So there was, uh, some confusion as to where they were supposed to go. Um, yeah. And I think one of the, it might be the same one I'm thinking of who, according to everyone I talked to actually got shot a bunch before getting yeah, anywhere and that, close. That may it. very well have been. Yeah. Um, Someone who jumped out of a, like, snuck around the edge of the building behind all the bushes and then tried to leap out at the last second and get the pressure plate. Yeah. I, I, I um, will say that the pressure plate was, like, right up against the door, kind of where the one mod was sitting. So it, it, like, yeah. it kept moving, which, like, we, we weren't the ones doing that. It was people behind us who were moving it, which is sus of them, but. Yeah, it, it moved a few times. And then finally, once there was a question about it, or the, the one guy got kind of close. I think Mike uh, just kind of called a hold, went and figured out what was going on, moved it out in front of everything so that no one was straight up blocking it that wasn't a player. And yeah. then we resumed the mission, which honestly, I thought we had a better chance when it was like up against the door, because I know at one yeah. point I took my shield behind the bushes because like the bushes offered a ton of protection and the shield offered the rest. And I got probably within about six or seven feet of the pressure plate before a lucky dart got me in the ankle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those bushes were nice for trying to sneak up if uh, people weren't paying attention. Um, but the way that that like area was laid out, like you, the humans still had a very formidable line. Like it was, there weren't many um, weak points for us to try and to really take advantage of. I know Cody was still alive at this point cause he was, on the the far left as you were looking at the building and it was just him and a few others and they were really holding their own over there um and he was saying after the fact like if you guys had all focused over on that side you might have gotten through well if you guys had focused on quite honestly either side you would have made it through but yeah. you guys couldn't unify on one side it was it was really hard because we kept getting pushed up front as the shields and i felt like it was hurting cats to try and get a concentrated group of zombies to actually effectively charge with us behind us. Cause we'd line them up and, you know, call zombie train. And then when we actually did the charge, I'd look back and half of them had broken off to the side. You know? uh, yeah. So it is what it is, but it definitely tired me out both physically. And like my morale was just like shot at that point because I was like, this mission was just a drag, but I'm glad to hear it was not that for the humans. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't terrible for us. Yeah, and it was fun. I mean, it was it was chaos. Like like Alex said, it was it was like herding cats. Um, yeah. But that was pretty much 
the entirety of mission four, right? There, there wasn't even really like a march back or no. anything. We, we did another dart sweep and then we went back to the briefing room to get ready for final stand. Yep. So Tom, you were still a human going into final, correct? Yeah. 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 Um, so Alex, Our final stand, we, for final stand, we like came up with a plan. Then the second we left, it it like went out the window. (laughs) Well, so, I mean, to start with, between getting back to the briefing room for uh, for after mission four and final stand, it got dark out. Yeah, like real dark. So that was, I think, something that a lot of the players weren't really expecting. Uh, I realized uh, very shortly that I didn't have a flashlight, like in any capacity. Oh, no. Um, and then the other thing that, and I, I know we, we alluded to this some in the last episode, the big, so, all right. So mission or final stand was, there was a hula hoop full of an objective in the middle of the big green. And then there were drop points in the four corners. So you had to collect an objective from the hula hoop and take it to one of the drop points in the four corners. And if the humans were able to get all of the objective items out of the hula hoop and into the four corners, they won. And what were those objectives? <laughs> oh, the, God. The, I'm so mad about that. <laughs> hey, did anyone, have anyone told him about that yet? Uh, we alluded to it. I don't know that we actually have said no, but I mean, like, and the I mean, episode. Told, uh, Daisy about it. Oh, I don't know if brain yeah, brain might brain, know if Daisy knows. Brain brain says he told him. Yeah. Okay. Um so the golden eggs that we were collecting throughout the entire mission turned out to be uh they were supposed to be like the microchips for the factory's computer um that would uh I guess stop the the unionization and and whatever. So we had been, the more we collected throughout the mission, throughout the games, uh, throughout the entire day, that was the more we had to get out of the hula hoop and to one of the four corners of, of the, uh, the play area. Um, well, the, the humans did, I was a zombie at that point. So (laughs) that was a brilliant, brilliant move, uh, by the mod team for, Hey, you guys did a great job. You're going to have to work all the harder for it. It was it was a nice uh twist uh surprise. Um so we I don't Tom did anything, you know, notable happen during the human briefing? Uh we tried to get we like we came up with a plan. We had a plan. Um then we like we go outside and it's just like, "Oh, you know, like there's a single zombie." And everyone just ran. And it's just like, where, where are we going? Uh, and then I, so we like, we made it across the field um, with like minor contact. And then you know, like, everyone kind of came running at us and I turned to like to go and run and right behind me is the human mod. And I run right into them and get tagged. You mean the zombie mod? No, no. The, the human moderator that was walking around with us just happened to be right behind me. Oh, so he, so he... You know, like when I turned to fall back, I run right into them and I get tagged like five times as I'm making sure that like she's okay. And it's like, Hey, okay. Um, try not to be an asshole here and trying to make sure they're okay. But we don't care about that. I mean, I was dead either way, but it's just like, guys, let's give a shit about human decency real quick. Yeah. 
Yeah, that. Eh. Yeah. It happens. Not like it just happens. Obviously, she wasn't injured. Otherwise, there would have been a game hold. But I'm glad that. I, yeah, I mean, I was gonna die either way, but that gave me gave me and Justin time to go back, get shirtless, and start running around. <laughs> um. So while Tom's was you know stripping clothes off, uh, Alex and I, as, as I tend to do, um, was Dan was too, right? Alex that and Dan. That was just you and Dan. I played it too safe. What? Uh, you and Dan were going towards the humans at that point. No, no, no. I, I, I haven't not. even, I haven't even, oh, yeah. I was, I was going with what they told us we could do. Oh, what do. they told us. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so, so oh, back up wow. to zombie briefing and we had already, you know, gotten permission to pull the shields out. Um, you know, obviously cause we had a mission for it, but, uh, so we were using the shields again at, uh, at final stand and we're in, uh, the briefing. Actually, we were walking out of the briefing. And the zombie mod hands us yellow bandanas. He goes, here, you guys can be shield tanks. <laughs> Which, if you remember our first Grove City uh, Invitational, that was exactly what Alex got to do for Final Stand. I, it was the juggernaut at the time. But he was a shielded yeah. juggernaut. And so we were the shielded tanks. And it was Alex, Dan, and I um, just wandering around the green, hurting the last of the humans. And- from, to give a little context to that, to how that came about, Mike, ha- I talked to Mike and he, I had asked him, and I see he's listening now, and I said, Mike, can, can I be, can I be a tank? And he's like, you really want to be a tank? And I was like, yeah, he, you can be a tank. And I said, can I use my shield? And he goes, no, you can't use a shield. So okay. So I didn't. At first, we were, I was just a tank, and I walk into zombie briefing, and uh, I believe it's Tommy was the zombie mod. And he looks at me, he goes, do you want a shield? <laughs> and I said, Mike said I couldn't have a shield. I was like, you can go ask, you can go ask him. But, and so he's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go ask him. So he delays zombie briefing start to go ask Mike if he can hand the tank a shield, which apparently Mike blamed me somehow for this happening, but uh, <laughs> caved to his moderator like a good club leader should. And, um, let me have a shield. And then when we walked outside, uh, they had a few more, the yellow bandanas and we're looking for specials and he's like, who should be a tank? And then I think Mike was with us. He goes, no, 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 go get Dan and tip, make them tanks. And I looked at him, I was like, you want three shield tanks? And he was just like, yes, yes, I do. (laughs) Uh, Dan and I were responsible for Xavier getting killed. Uh, cause we, yeah, that was awesome to watch. So, and it actually, it almost happened a fur, you know, a time before that. So like, you know, the stairs kind of going up, uh, to the one door, uh, of the briefing room. So, uh, Dan and I had started to kind of corner Xavier and the girl he was running with up there and they went up the stairs. And, and so I like, I shoot the zombies away. I was like, you know, they're on stairs, you know, let them, uh, you know, let them come down and, you know, no play zone. Let them, let them get off the stairs safely. So they kind of went around and down and through that archway and came back out. So then we took the chase up again and, um, and kind of cornered them again in the, in the entryway to the next building over. And 
it wasn't i'm trying to remember who it was that actually got the kill because it wasn't dan it uh it was something dan got the girl he was with dan got the girl yeah and then was it was it damien maybe somebody we were somebody we were running with actually got the kill so that was kind of cool um so then we kind of just herded you know running going around campus you know that like that green area trying to get as many kills as possible because the humans i don't think got a single golden egg out of the hula hoop oh they did not (laughs) they (laughs) ran the opposite direction immediately so as the humans came across the green the first time, and then that first initial contact was happening where Tom was talking about he got tagged, we were watching, and shortly after that, someone fell over there, like tripped and fell, and they called a game hold. <laughs> yeah, that was one where everybody thought it was Cody. Yeah, yeah. And so I had decided that I thought the humans would have a plan and would push directly for the eggs. So... I stayed in the center of the green with a few other zombies as like the the last line of defense. And we're all kind of watching this, this hold get called and something like the hair stood up on the back of my neck and I turn around and about 20 feet away from me, someone is standing in the dark and I just hear our friend Cody go, hi buddy. <laughs> Cause of course Cody had gone solo and was trying to see if he could sneak up and stun the zombies at the eggs and steal eggs. Uh, at which point I was like, oh, hey, bud, there's a hold going on. Sorry. And this was a little bit of confusion because the all clear never got called where everyone could hear it. So Cody was like backing away to where he probably had been when the hold got called. But apparently Game On had been called at that point, and so all the zombies who were coming back into the field just see this lone human standing there, and the whole horde charged him. And I just remember him running away from me going, I thought you said it was a hold! (laughs) And I felt so bad. Uh, Well, and, And I know that at least some of our confusion was we thought that it was Cody that had tripped and fell. Yeah, that's what alerted the zombies was Cody standing in the field and people are going, Cody. And he goes, hey, I'm starting to get offended (laughs) from the other side of the green. I'm not even over there. (laughs) At which point the zombie horde like all turn around and charge. Oh, I was I was so close to getting him then. (laughs) I'll say like, I'm sad I played it so safe that I never really saw any action at final stand. But what I did get to do was watch every single thing that went down from a distance. So I had this like panoramic view nice. of just just an absolute slaughter of the human side. I know at um, at one point, Dan and I were going um, down through the parking lots towards where we had been parking um, because Tyler had gotten separated. And oh, yeah. and he was kind of kiting us, but he was going faster than we were walking, so he got kind of far enough away, and he tried to to keep me kiting. I was like, hey, "You you broke the distance of engagement. I can go do something else." He's like, "Damn it!" Because he intention, you know, after he realized we were following, he was like, "All right, I'll take you guys for a walk." But he he got too far ahead, and I was gotta able. Keep, to... And you got to keep shooting them too. Yeah. If they if they say that they lose engagement, you fire at you shoot at them. Well, and Mike has I don't know if it was Mike or if it was oh, Tom had specifically said um 
know, if they break like 30 feet, you can you can uh, break aggro. Yeah, I had double checked on that before the mission started specifically because of Tom. Hey, I was taking Sam for a walk. Yeah, exactly. I knew I knew the tanks had gone on long, long walks already that day. Oh, that was a fun time. (laughs) But yeah, absolute human slaughter. Like it was glorious. We went back, we did uh, uh, debriefing and uh, awards. And so who were the awards? We and they so Grove City does a little bit different than than most other places because they have a best human and a best zombie. And then they do a best human moment and a best zombie moment, which I think the lines really kind of get blurred between best zombie and best zombie moment and best human, best human moment. Yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more diversity. In, um, between the awards, you know, it would be cool if there was like a, um, you know, most spectacular death or, uh, you know, furthest traveled or, um, uh, coolest blaster. Some of those, um, you know, just something, just a little bit more, um, <laughs> derpiest human brain suggests, um, but it'd be cool to see a little bit uh, more diversity in those awards because it really felt like we were rehashing the same things about, you know, this was the best human moment, uh, but this was the best human because of this best human moment type deal. Um, oh, costumes would have been a good one too. Good call, Brain. Um, so I know Cody got, was it best human or best human moment for his I organ- don't remember because uh, of the yeah, for his lines. <laughs> organizing of, uh, of Mission 3. Um, and then trying to remember who got some of the other awards. Cody won all of them. No, (laughs) uh, didn't Xavier win one? I think Xavier might've gotten best human moment. Uh, maybe, so maybe that's, maybe that's what it was. Maybe Cody got best human and, and Xavier got best human moment for his little mini final stand on the stairs there. Um, I don't remember. I know I, talked about Xavier uh, from Mission Zero doing a really good job of, like, organizing all yeah. the humans yeah. that were kind of not sure what to do. Yeah. Brain says he thinks Cody got best human moment for leading Mission 3, and Xavier got best human. That tracks. Yeah, it was it was those two for one of them. Oh, here's Mike says Cody got human moment, as far as he remembers. Um it does not think Xavier won anything that it was. Oh, the Southern or the Maryland house of nerf guy. Oh, Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember yeah. what he might anyways. Um, so it did awards and, you know, we did a final wrap up and, um, at this point we thought we were, uh, still competing on Sunday, um, for the, uh, the competitive play. So we wrapped up and we went back to the Airbnb and we kind of just, uh, Kind of crashed, crashed, and 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 vibed, and and drank some beer and and chilled out a little bit, um, rather than. Well, and Tommy, you did go out with the. the mods, oh yeah, didn't I did. You? I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, you, you know, were, I went you out were... with um Tommy, his friend, and then I went out with Mike and uh his significant other. Yeah. So. Good time. Yeah. Your staff. Uh, and then the the competitive did end up getting canceled because it was. Uh, really very, gross it was it was, oh, it was super gross snowy and rainy and slushy and muddy and cold yeah. so uh i good good call to to the 
Mike and Josh and those guys for for calling because I I honestly question uh, we would have done it I think um, we were on the fence we were sitting around the table oh, I, I was yeah, a hard no. I, I was a hard no no matter what yeah <laughs> we, we had sent, spent the morning discussing it and then um, you know Josh reached out and said that they were canceling it um, but I I question even if they had done it how many teams they would have um, they would have had so. Oh, hey, uh, according to Instagram, France Foamworks Box 4 is live, which is where you can get a Detroit Dart Talk patch. Woot woot. Um, kind of ironic, because that exchange all went down uh, at the Invitational. So It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but it was, it was a few weeks. Yeah, because uh, it was April 3rd. Yeah, the second. Yeah, because it was April Fool's weekend, right? Duh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this would have been a little over two full weeks ago. Um. So I guess overall impressions, guys. What uh, what do you think? Pretty happy with it, honestly. And and Tom, this was your first one, so. Um, oh yeah, first one there. Yeah, I apologize. Yes, this was your first one at Grove City. So how did it compare to other schools that you've been to? Um, I kind of liked how small the campus was, so you can like really explore it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty. It's pretty standard. Pretty happy with it. I think that you know it, we've mentioned already that you know they they were looking for a lot of feedback after the first invitation we went to, and it was clear that Mike and his team took a lot of what we said to heart. I, I, I heard through the grapevine there was one thing that Mike was hard set against. Um, taking our advice on and, and he would not implement. I, I still haven't found out what that was, but uh, uh, Spill almost the beans, Mike. Spill the beans. <laughs> uh, but everything else I, that I can think of that we suggested. Um, oh, I was using the Grove again as a briefing. And I, I respect that. I mean, how you guys were running it this time worked very well. Uh, I, I, the only reason I was, I was really. Uh, suggesting the Grove is the briefing spaces because uh, it really lent to the immersion of the Invitational last time. But uh, given your theme, you know, being in that building did kind of work because it was kind of like your, uh, you know, your employee break room, the where you know, in the factory. So it, it worked well. Um, but yeah, it was it was really good Invitational. Um, we were a little worried. <laughs> going into mission three because of how few zombies there were. But, uh, uh, the missions were, um, written properly to the point where they had the ability to tweak things on the fly. And it worked out well, I think going into final stand or going into mission four and then final stand, the human zombie ratio was pretty much right where it should be at that point. So, um, so Alex, what'd you think? I had a blast. Um, no pun intended. Now, yeah. <laughs> um, now I'm, well, I don't know if the listeners know this or not, but I'm the newest to nerf as a hobby of all the hosts. Um, this was my third college campus invitational. Um, the second one also being Grove City. So and you know, two thirds what- of all my campus exposure has been grove city college now what was your first was it it was athens athens okay oh yeah right right, right. it was the the very small first hvz since the pandemic had started and 
no offense to Athens, I didn't have a great time overall. I had to, I had fun with because my friends were there, but as far as an HVZ went, it kind of set a low bar for me. Uh, that's not to dig on anything, but um, but I had a lot of fun at the first Grove City Invitational, and I had a ton of fun at this one. I thought exactly what you said. The suggestions that we and the the rest of the community had made to them, they really listened and took to heart. Uh, I think improved on everything that we had said the first time was was improved upon. So what was already a fun game became even better. And the the few things that I kind of had on, a, I have like a, a four bullet points jotted down that were like constructive feedback, and they're like such minor things. <laughs> Like it starts sounding like I'm being nitpicky, but that's only because there wasn't anything huge, like drastic to be like, oh, they probably could have done this better. So like did such a good job, um, really had a lot of fun. Uh, my four points, if we want to go through them real quick. Yeah, go for it. Um, the first one was a personal preference thing that didn't end up actually mattering, but it was, I would prefer if you're going to do a PVP with your HVZ to actually figure out if there's a way to do the PVP beforehand simply because I am old and out of shape and I am too (laughs) tired after HVZ to feel up to doing PVP, but I would totally be able to do PVP and follow it up by HVZ. Yeah. Uh, But that's, that's personal preference. Um, And my second point was clarify NPC expectations. And I know Mike has talked to, I've talked to Mike about this um, already and it's little things. So on our mission zero, one of our NPCs just wasn't there because they were mistaken about what they needed to do and how long they needed to stay at a spot. And so it kind of, it didn't ruin the night for us or anything. Like I said, it's a minor thing overall, but you know, we had a missing NPC happen. And so just things like that. And that's stuff that the club will get better at and learn for. And, you know, it, and stuff that might always happen because that's a human that's that's a human factor. Yeah, um but like like bike zombies. Bike zombies, yep. <laughs> um my last two were the I guess the the bigger ones of it. Um I put try to take keep final stand in daylight hours or in a better lit area. I think some of the there was some confusion during final stand because just people couldn't see. Um not to say it was not fun but I think it could have gone a little smoother for everyone and everyone would have been a little happier had they been able to see a little better at final stand. Uh, And then the last one was to try and build in time for the inevitable delays. Um, It wasn't ever a huge issue, um, but that that's hobby wide though. I mean, there's a reason it's called HVZ time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Like I said, these are such minor things. It sounds like I'm nitpicking and it's only because I didn't have bigger things to complain about, but there were times and maybe I was just a little more in tune with it. Cause I heard some people talking like they didn't even notice the delays. Um, but I noticed the delays were happening a little bit more, uh, maybe than I felt like it could have. And so just kind of saw a little more of a buffer time between missions uh, so that if there's a delay, you've kind of, you're ready for that to happen. Uh, and there's no expectations for the humans that they are running late. Um, 
it's better in my opinion to appear that you're ahead of schedule than to appear behind schedule always. And that's just coming from my background is like a teacher going on field trips. You always want to make it seem like, you know, Oh, we're going to go ahead and start this early instead of, Oh, we're 30 minutes late for something. Um, but again, like that's part, that's par for the course for most invitationals. You know, there will be delays. It's not a huge thing, but it's something that to perfect the craft could you know technically be something you could try to incorporate it yeah and yeah alex i mean to be fair we do get that to a proportional degree even at z13 oh 100 percent yeah like i said not a major thing to complain about just i felt like three points i needed a fourth i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i honestly i don't have a whole lot like um you know like I, I've said several times, we were worried going into mission three, but, uh, uh, and, and originally we were going to suggest like, you know, have your, your heavy kill mission, um, you know, earlier in the day. So it doesn't have to be as, you know, gratuitous and gory, um, of a kill count and you can kind of do a more steady ramp, but how things played out worked very well. Um, yeah, if anything, it kind of gave the humans a false sense of confidence uh, because they had been doing so well and made that mission for that hold mission even the more terrifying. So, um, and honestly, I, I think the only real like suggestion I have is I loved that they did the bulletin board. I, I And I think I said this last episode, too. I wish there had only been enough cards up there, one for each team. Uh, that was going out and no duplicates up at the same time. Um, Cause that, that was, you know, we, we had an advantage going into our, our first mission, which was, uh, you know, one of the super chunky zombies. Um, but we were able to watch the previous team, you know, complete the objective. So we knew the mechanic going into it. Um, but yeah, that's all I really, you know, no, no real complaints. It was a great invitational. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. Do we want to do shout outs for the invitational um, and then we'll wrap up the episode? Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll go for it. What do yeah. you get? What do you get? What's your shout out for the, the invitational? Oh, it's a cop out. I'm going to shout out Mike for putting on a great invite. Oh, I thought you, maybe you're going to shout out my wife for going and buying you jeans so you could make. Oh yeah. yeah to Erica, find me pants. <laughs> Tom, minute, I was going to shout out Erica. <laughs> well, you're welcome to. Um, just to clarify on the whole jeans thing, Tom, Tom decided he wanted to wear Daisy Dukes and uh, <laughs> called my wife up, who was at the outlets, and convinced her to buy a pair of jeans at Old Navy and bring them up to him so he could turn them into Daisy Dukes. And then he didn't even do it, although that was because the schedule got changed around. Yeah, I, I still made Daisy Dukes, just not out of those. <laughs> um. What do you got, uh, Alex? Well, I was going to say your wife for convincing us not to make her play a mission and instead making us breakfast on Saturday. It was delicious breakfast. So I'll still shout out Erica for that. Um, actually, my shout outs will go to, and I hope I get their names right, Sam and Jordan, two of the uh, club moderators there. Um, they both spent some time with our group kind of as human mods and stuff walking around and was, was Jordan think, the one we had Friday night? 
Yes, the okay. younger one. Yes, okay. Yeah, terrific job. Great kid. Had a lot of fun. Um, he is to be commended. I think he has a good future in the club. And Sam, we had met the last time, uh, was a joy back then, was a joy again this time. So just just for the job those two guys did, and honestly for the whole for the whole mod team, I'm not even going to limit it to them. The whole club team did a really good job putting on a great invitational. So the whole team gets my shout out. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was really good. Um, I actually am going to do two. Uh, one for France Foam Works. Um, I, I think I shouted them out last time, but uh, um, you know they've become you know good friends of the show we've uh you know we've chatted quite a bit about uh you know the experiences and and you know just hobby in general um you know we've we've been chatting back and forth with them quite a bit recently um and i i love the fact that a um a vendor in the hobby is getting so um so involved at a grassroots level uh with a club like this um, it's just, it's very refreshing to see, um, you know, an amateur club, you know, a, a college club getting, uh, professional support basically. Um, so that's really cool. And then my other shout out is actually <laughs> to Alex, uh, for getting us Shamogs. <laughs> we had, we had really cool. They were the red Shamogs with a, a biohazard logo and they, <laughs> they came in really handy on Friday night cause it was cold. Yeah. That was convenient. Yeah. And I have nine more of them for people who join whatever we end up calling our squad officially. Very cool. You know, the, um, what, what, oh, yeah, Mike, you get a Shamog. Don't worry. One of the, uh, Bowling Green games that we went to, um, my buddy, uh, Andrew showed up with a beret for me. So that's kind of become part of my kit. So the Shamog will definitely be part of my kit now too, provided it's not too hot. <laughs> yeah. I might not run that at Z13. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I but, will run that this weekend at Boiler Dome. Oh, you're going to Boiler Dome, huh? I am making it down for Campus Clash on Sunday, and I will represent Detroit Dart Talk. And yeah, very cool. You have to debrief us once you uh, once you get back and let us know about Boiler Dome. Definitely, I'm excited. Yeah, cool. What? Uh, do you know how late it goes on Sunday? Uh, it no ends no later than six is what they say. Yeah. So, so you'll be home 10, 11 ish. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so I think that wraps it up for our, uh, a second foray into Pennsylvania for HVZ. Uh, we are starting to shift into gear for end war. Um, so I'm sure at some point we'll be doing, um, you know, talk about how we're getting prepared for that. Um, I think they have confirmed at this point that the theme is uh, space, like space uh, pop culture, pop culture. So I'm sure that there will be Star Wars and Star Trek, and there better be some damn Firefly, probably some Battlestar Galactica, Babylon we will be Five. The Firefly. Yeah, yeah, space pop culture, and they did finally confirm that they will be able to do the 130 FPS cap that uh, everybody is used to uh, because the club um, or the, the campus, the club that's on campus there normally plays with a 100 FPS cap, but um, the team for End War was able to work with campus to allow to get 
130 allowed. They will be requiring iPro, um, which <laughs> uh, it does uh, open up its own uh, questionable, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, safety standards. Safety standards, thank you. Uh, because if you're requiring iPro, is it safe to be playing in public as uh, you know something that we've always discussed? Because they've talked about in our club requiring iPro in the past. I was like, you can't do that. If you require iPro, it's not safe to do in public. So it'll be interesting. Um, but it'll be nice to actually get out and, and do a big event like End War. Um, you know, after having not having it for two years, rather. So uh, should we take this one home? Any, anybody else have anything else they want to touch on? No, we, we can just wrap it up. All right. Any any uh, community shout outs or just random shout outs in general? Uh, yeah. Shout out slight teaser for an upcoming episode, too. But shout out to uh, Adam and Alex of Band Blasters. Ooh. I've been chatting with them a lot. Uh, two good guys. Um, we might be hearing more from them soon. Stay tuned. But yeah, shout out to them for just being cool guys that have been really uh open to me pestering them with questions that's awesome tom anything else uh free stuff free stuff all right we'll catch you guys on the next episode thanks guys bye I think they're... What the fuck? My lens just fell out of my glasses. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. I, 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 That's the stinger. <laughs>